Welcome back. It is another spectacular day here on the Relaunch podcast and radio show. We are so excited to bring you a little bit of what I love to do, which is you asked and we're delivering. And we went ahead and did a research poll on what is it about relaunching your business, your career, whether it's relaunching your business into the next level, scaling it, whether it's completely leaving what you're doing and coming back to or going to something different or moving into a completely, you know, different line, anything is is was was asked in this question and we asked specifically what were you really looking for and you know what came back purpose and passion and what we are going to be doing today is letting you know how do you ignite that purpose in you so that you can elevate yourself so that you can literally spark your heart to ignite your life around your passion passion and purpose how good does that sound so you get me today and we are going to go into this and again this is where you're going to be able to walk away actually having steps to take around a relaunch to get you closer to your purpose and your passion. You're listening to The Relaunch Podcast, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, best-selling author, speaker, and transformational coach widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, we'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch, but an extraordinary relaunch. I just got back from Japan with E, my husband, and we we decided to take this trip. It's been on our bucket list for a long time, but you know, with everything that's happened in the world, we had postponed, had postponed, had postponed, and finally we're like, no, we are doing it. And there is no better time than this year during, and I feel like I need my drums, drum roll, cherry blossom season. Now, you may say that like be saying, uh, you know, does he like cherry blossoms? No, not really. But he really loves sushi. He really loves history. He really loves the entire, you know, event of being, of traveling, of meeting new people and getting to know a culture. And so between his desires to go visit Japan and mine to not only see everything and taste everything and have the time of our life on vacation in this beautiful country and see those cherry blossoms, which, you know, it is kind of crazy about cherry blossoms because they literally bloom 
And when they're in full bloom, you better see them fast because within seven to eight days, they are blowing off the tree limbs. I mean, they are just, it is like fast, you know, don't blink or you will miss it. And what was interesting, we took the bullet train from Tokyo to a place called uh, Hakana, Hakano. And then we went on to Kyoto and it was during this time going there and coming back that I saw firsthand when we were going to Kyoto, beautiful blossoms everywhere. And then on the way back, they were getting brown. They were fading into the hillside. So, you know, when I had first told our travel agent, hey, any time in this three-week period, I had no idea what I was really saying until I was there. And I was able to say, you know what? Oh my God, pinch me now. But here's the thing. Um, it was interesting because I, one of my favorite books of all time is a book called Ikigai. Think of it like an Ikigai. It's kind of a funny word, but it's a Japanese word. It's a Japanese book. It was written by Hector Garcia and Francesc Morales. And I first got introduced to this book because you're not going to believe this. It was the book that was in my room, my hotel room, when my mom and I took our last trip to a place called the Golden Door when she, we didn't know, but in about six weeks from that moment, she was going to pass on. And rarely do I take books from hotel rooms. I figure, you know, write it down, you know, order it on Amazon, whatever you need to do. But, you know, to take it means the next person doesn't get it. But this one, I had to start taking notes. I had to, I had to fold back the pages. One of my little secrets that I do when I read a book, especially when I have a hard copy of the book or even a paperback, is that I use the front couple pages to write down the page number and anything that really is pertinent that I want to remember. And so for those that watch this on YouTube, I'm holding up the book right now and I'm opening up and you can get a quick glimpse of exactly what I do. I do that. I do the page number. I write what I think the message is, but why do I do that? Because I find it's difficult to keep going through the book and trying to see like, what was that? What was that? This way, I just get a whole big, you know, data dump of what I really was passionate about. And I thought, as I'm explaining some stories around the trip and, and the impact that it had on myself, and I've already, I've already leveraged these stories within the relaunch community of entrepreneurs that are scaling their businesses, and they seem to resonate. And I thought, what if, as I'm sharing this, we could hit something that is so critical for people, which is how the heck do you really find a reason for being or a purpose in life? And the significance, again, is that when we asked, I believe it was over 200 entrepreneurs, you know, what are you really looking for? That's what they're going for. It's like, how do we do this? And so Ikigai, the book that's based on Okinawa and this whole concept of in Japan, they have 
this this place that has the longest living people in the entire world and what they have done and what they believe in this icky guy this philosophy and i want to take that and share with you how does this relate to you your life your business does this sound good because I think it's starting to sound really good to me and just getting ready for this and just reviewing the, you know, the inner flap of my book where I wrote, you know, all these different things down. I thought, oh, this is going to be so good. So again, Ikigai is literally a Japanese concept that translate, it translates into a reason for being, a purpose in life. And when I think about, um, you know, this purpose and my purpose, and I feel so incredibly blessed to be doing what I'm doing and helping people relaunch their businesses, relaunch their lives into their next big chapter, right? That, that how are we going to end up when we finally, you know, kind of our, our bell is rung. It's the, it's the end of our final days here on earth, you know, one of the biggest fears that we all have, which is, you know, when it's done, uh, when are you gonna be ready? Are you gonna have served, you know, what you're really here for? And have you really defined your purpose and passion so that you can say, that was a mighty good life I led. And when I got off the plane and, we hit the weather and the weather, and I'm not talking about that good weather. I'm talking about like when we got to Tokyo, it was pouring rain. I mean, and I hadn't really looked at the agenda and I didn't realize that we were literally for three days uh, on a tour. But the best part about these tours, and they started at like 9 a.m. and went until like 5 o'clock at night, I did modify everyone. I did not do that to poor E, or he may not have ever come back with me. But the best part of this is that each day we had a new guide. And every time I have a new guide, I I ask, because they're always like, what'd you see yesterday? What'd you do? And we're like, what would be the most important if we want to, and they were all from there, um, had either been born in the cities that we were in or had lived there a substantial amount of time. And each one or each day I would say, all right, what is the most impactful? What is the thing that you're most passionate about that if you're doing this job of taking people around, you know, the purpose of doing it all, Oh, you would have no idea how this like sparked up every single per you know person's interest. And they're like, oh, well, I would do this and that. And I'm like, okay, well, I've done that, that, but I haven't done those three things. Let's start there. And that's kind of the approach we have to take with our own life, right? You have to take the approach that really, what excites you about what you're doing? And I often ask uh, entrepreneurs when they're sharing, you know, what they're actually selling or their offers, I'll say, does this fire you up? Does this create a passion? If you're going to be doing this for the next, you know, three, four, five years, and you're going to be, you know, getting this out there, making big impact on a scale of one to 10, 10 being it ridiculously lights you up, how would you rank it? How would you put it on that scale? Because I got to tell you, if it's anything less 
than let's just say an eight. We got to find something else because life is way too short to be not doing what you ultimately have burning inside of you that needs to get out. But the thing is, is that um, as I as I started to think about Ikigai and I started to look at, you know, what are the four components of Ikigai that is described in the book? And it's number one, what you love. You got to be doing what you love, your passions, what interests do you have? Two, it says what you're good at. What are you good at? What are your skills? your strengths. I mean, all of that, like making sure you're doing that. The third one that they talk about is what does the world need, right? What does the world need? The needs and the demands of society, right? Is there, is there a connection that you can have when you're thinking about that? And I, I hate to say this, but it is true. We absolutely have to be paid for what we're doing, especially if you're calling it a business, right? So there has to be this concept of what can you be paid for, right? Opportunities to actually make a living exceed what you are looking for, right? The, the We call it the lifestyle of success and what is your lifestyle of success. And in doing so, when you look at each one of these areas, I want you to be thinking again about number one, what you love, the passion, the interests. And this really represents things that, and I, I just say, I say fire you up, right? When was the last time you had the butterflies in your gut, in your belly, right? You, They say that there are more of the, you know, the, the neurons and the cells in your gut that are telling you what's going on than even in your head. There is such a connection to how you feel that gut instinct. And so what is it? Is it, is for you, is it the, you know, you love music, you love dancing, you love travel, like, like we do. I mean, you talk about lighting me up. I encourage everyone right now, get a trip on the schedule in the next you know, 12 months so that you have something to truly look forward to that truly, again, gives you some type of passion of a change, change environment. Uh, maybe it's as simple as spending time with family, with friends, right? Sometimes we get so busy being busy that we forget about our family and friends and just reaching out to them and saying, I just did this a couple of days ago. I'm like, Hey, missing, missing connection here. Need, need some contact, need some, <laughs> need some like of my, you know, my sisterly love here. And now we're, we're starting to, you know, put together plans around a visit. And I think we all need to be doing that. So let's go to number two again. What are you good at? And this is really your skills. What are your strengths, your unique talents? And I love when people say, Hillary, I don't know what I'm necessarily good at. Well, call up, call up three people and ask them. They know, they know exactly what you're good at. They know exactly what, you know, you should be proud of. 
and ask them. And maybe they'll surprise you and say, hey, you know, well, actually, you're a really good listener. You're really, you know, you're a great communicator. Or maybe it's, you know, you're one of those super problem solvers or I don't know, but something they know, they know what that is like and they know what you're good at. I've never had, and you know, whether you call it a 360 degree or whether you just say, hey, this is a reach out. I'm working with a coach and I'm being asked to find out what are my strengths and my abilities. So we are going to take a very fast break. And when I come back, I'm going to give you the third and fourth, give you some examples. And then I'm going to tie it all together with a story that you don't want to miss on how you can actually start to manifest everything in your life. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. Hey everyone, and welcome back. It's you and me, and we are talking about how the heck do we figure out our purpose in life? How the heck do we figure out a reason for our being? It's it's always this great debate, right? It's always like, how do I do that? Well, we are talking about my recent trip to Japan, how it brought up one of my favorite books, Ikigai. Ikigai is specifically, this book is designed to share with you how to find a reason for being and a purpose in life. And I'm just netting it out based on my adventures in Japan. And we have covered what you love, your passions and interests, what you're good at, and now we're going to go into what the world needs, right? The needs, the demands of society, and then having you specifically create opportunities to make that positive impact. I often say, and I've been, I, I've mentioned this quite a few times that I've been coaching for over two decades, running my own businesses, Silicon Valley CEO. And I have to say, I have been a part of literally so many people being able to sell their businesses for, you know, tens, hundreds of millions of dollars. And I've even had people after they've sold it come to me for, you know, help. And what are they coming to me for? Or why do they continue to work with me? Because they reach that goal, that money goal. And then it doesn't it doesn't light them up. They're trying to figure out like, why? Why I've wanted this my whole life. I've thought about this my whole life and yet I'm unfulfilled. And some of you might be thinking, how could that be possible? You hand me, you know, a hundred million dollars. You hand me 10 million, you hand me five, two, whatever it is. I'd be so excited. But here's the thing. We sometimes focus on the money part and we don't focus on the why part, the impact. What am I really doing this for? 
And it becomes so important. So when you start to think about what the world needs or what your specific why really is, then when you achieve and you succeed, it's like, oh my God, this is so good. This is, you know, this is, this is why I'm doing it. And I often say, the more you can impact, right? The more you, whether it's, you know, look what I'm doing. I impact individuals and I get them to relaunch, scale their businesses, relaunch their lives after, you know, transitions and the relaunches can be positive. They could be negative, but there are relaunches. There are transitions. There are, you know, the times where you're like, okay, that was great, but now what? And each time, each time you have to be thinking about this idea of, okay, I, if I can impact more people, then I'll make more money, which then leads to trying to focus on not the money, but the impact you're making. And with the impact you're making, you're going to get the money. It's the greatest, like complete thought reversal right there right there. Stop focusing on the money, start focusing on the impact. Because if in that case, if you focus on, you know, something socially impactful or environmental, you know, issues that are happening, then you're actually seeing the need. What is the need around you in the marketplace? What's the need that you could solve as soon as you as soon as you start to really narrow down on that? That's the positive impact. That's when you're like <gasps> And you hear people, I could do this forever. This isn't even like work for me. You know, they're waking up, you know, early in the morning. They don't want to put it down. Now that's a different problem. We work on that one too. You know, the people who are getting so caught up and like, this is so great. I just want to keep doing it. But I want you to really think about, is there a way to have your business represent something that is this, this worldly need, local need, um, you know, state need? All right. And then number four is what can you make money doing? Being paid, right? It's great to have this idea, but if you're going to be spending all your time on it, unless you've already had a great exit and now you're into that next phase, but for a majority of us, we're working so that we can actually have, you know, we can pay our bills so that we can create savings so that we can create our lifestyle of success. And so what we want to be able to do is, can you turn your passion, your skills, your purpose into a viable career? Can you take what you're doing and what I call the relaunch flip, flip it into, you know, you might, I remember when I was selling uh, manufacturing and financials at Oracle and I thought, I mean, seriously, this is not, this is not lighting me up. And I had to do a relaunch flip even then and say, okay, but what is this helping other companies do? If I can get them the right software, the maybe it's allowing people to leave the office a little earlier. Maybe it's allowing them to get, you know, more feedback on different areas and be able to hire more people. I mean, literally, there is a way for you to make the why come out that that is important to you, but you got to spend time. And here's the key. It's all about balance. 
It's about balancing all of these areas. It's not about being all into one. It's not about, you know, I'm going to go all into what the world needs and not thinking about it from a financial perspective. It's not all about like, hey, I'm just really good at this. So I'm going to be able to make a, you know, a living with this and I'm going to be able to impact the world. You have to be thinking about all of them, all of them in alignment, all of them in this like constant ever loop. And so if you think about people, companies that are doing this so well, you can look at Oprah right? She's media mogul. She's been doing this. And her brand is literally about passion, passion for helping others. She is out there to make a positive impact on the world. And guess what? It has actually helped create an even bigger media mogul. Like it's helped to, she has given, she's ignited entrepreneurs. She has allowed them to then bring their own, their own, you know, passion to whatever they're doing. She does that consistently. Think about what's another really good uh, example. It would be, well, I could either, well, let's go with Tom's. So Tom's is a company for those that don't know, they sell shoes and for every pair, they give another pair away. And it's really cool because they are completely leveraging this idea of Ikigai. And they're leveraging it to create a successful and it's socially responsible business. And when they provide shoes and they give them to these children, it's in alignment with their overall values of their company. The principles of Ikigai are so tightly um, just bred in and they can create strong, loyal customer base because it's tied into social. It's tied into, you know, what they're, what they're passionate about. It's so awesome. Another one that you could talk about is Patagonia. And what they're doing is they have sustainability, right? They want to create, you know, a focus on the environment and social responsibility. And they are fueling it with Ikigai throughout everything by creating these great clothes that you can wear when you're doing all of these, you know, outdoor types of activities. And they too, in putting together the principles of Ikigai, has, have really leveraged this so that they have a following that people absolutely want to, you know, you want when you think about like, you know, hey, are you going to buy from Patagonia or someone else? And you're like, oh, but they're really standing for this. You're going to go for a brand that you feel like they're doing something good in the world. So what I want you to be thinking about is really getting very, very clear because I get a lot of like, you know, how do you actually then start how do you start with, you know, creating Ikigai in your business? And you have to spend time identifying your unique strengths, your passions. And once you do that and you start to share the message, we always talk about being authentic, being real, what you care about, your values, right? What values do you have? Are they being incorporated into the business as well? and rolling that all together so that you're building your company and you can start with a company that's already like you know you're already scaling you're already doing a great job 
But now it's time to really identify, are you and your business totally aligned? Is it a good representation? Because as you continue, they often say, when I was reading up on Labor Day and Labor Day and why they first started, and they said there were eight hours of working during the day. Now I know there's a lot of people who don't, don't do eight hours. They do a lot more, but eight hours, then you have family time. You have time to really support yourself for eight hours, and then you sleep for eight hours, and that's your day, and that's how they defined you know, this, this concept. It was so interesting. But when uh, E and I were over in Japan, and we were going into a tea house, and in the tea house, um, the woman who met us, she explained that she was a master, a master tea maker. And she had been studying over 16 years and ready for what she was studying. She was studying how to create, serve the best, most like, you know, passion filled, purpose filled type of environment to serve matcha tea, matcha. Matcha tea is the tea that actually uses the whole leaf. Super antioxidant, just awesome. I'd never had a cup of tea like this. But what she told us was so fascinating. She said that as she started to learn about this, learn about the practice, and it goes back to Malcolm Gladwell and 10,000 hours to become a you know, to really have it be ingrained in you. So you don't have to think anymore. And she said that there, it's a small room. It's not very big, but she said there's six steps to get to where she then bends down to start to put the tea together. And then there's another, you know, five steps to go over to something else. And it's like, it's automatic for her. She's so passionate about this. She's so passionate about bringing this one cup of tea, how you're supposed to, when you drink your tea, you have the beautiful side of there's specific matcha cups, um, teacups, and you put the really nice design facing out, facing out to the person who has invited you here to this beautiful tea experience. And there is only one person that is designated in this tea room when you have other people to speak. And it's the person that is the closest to her and the tea making. It's just so fascinating, but she she was so engulfed, like just everything was about this, about making the tea. And we sat there and it was like a 45 minute experience. And I looked on the wall and there was a script, um, Japanese kanji. And I asked when the tea experience was done, it really caught my eye, even though I had no idea what it said. And I said, what, what does that say? And it was probably like four feet by two feet. So it was big. And she said, every day is a good day. And I said to her, well, why wouldn't it say every day is a great day? And she said, because you have the ability to turn a good day into a great day or a bad day, but it's up to you. It starts out as a good day. And then it's what you do and what you make of it that matters. And I was just like, Oh, this is so great in terms of this whole concept of just being present, being, you know, in this moment of aligning yourself with 
this higher level, this higher energy level, which I call it three HQ. The H's are the head, the heart, the higher self. And the higher self is this whole idea of what you bring into every situation at a higher energy level will attract something of a higher energy level. So what I did was I thought to myself, I have three more days before I leave to go home. And I really hadn't bought anything at this point up until now. We've been so busy sightseeing and doing all these things that we had not done any shopping. And I looked at it and I thought, I wanna bring that home. So I did ask, I asked the tea master, I said, do you sell those? And she laughed and said, no, no, we don't. Well, I took a quick picture of it. And all I did was say, that's what I'm bringing home. That is what I'm bringing home. So the next part of this uh, day was to go to a temple where the Buddhist monks uh, have gardens, Zen gardens. And this one specifically was no water, all rocks, all um, really just gorgeous. You know how you've seen those where the gravel and the little rocks are in certain shapes and they're raked a certain way. And I mean, it was just so incredible. So I'm walking through this beautiful area that was only open um, I believe for two or three days while we were there and it's never open, but they once a year allow it to be open to the public because the monks are usually there. And so it ended up that, and here's the thing, I'm going to stop now. We have to take a quick break, but when I come back, I'm going to share the biggest manifestation story and how it came to be and how you can leverage what I learned when we come back. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. Welcome back, everybody. And I am deep into storytelling about how in Japan, I was able to manifest one of the greatest opportunities and experiences. And I'm sharing it with you so that you can leverage the learnings. We're talking Ikigai, which is a Japanese uh, expression. And it means literally purpose in life. What is yours? It means a reason for being so good. And so again, here I am at the tea shop and I see on the wall a Japanese scroll and I ask this master tea chef, you know, what, what does that say? And she says, it says that every day is a good, good day. And I say, well, why doesn't it say every day is a great day? And she says, again, it's that you have the opportunity every day to make it a great day or you have the opportunity to make it a bad day but it's up to you and i knew i wanted to take that home so then i'm at the zen garden the buddha place that's only open a couple you know a couple days every single year when the monks aren't there and i'm walking around and i'm like wow today's not just a good day it is a great day i'm looking at these rock 
um, you know, formations that they've done with the rakes. And I'm just like, this is so good. And I come around the corner and there is a man sitting doing calligraphy. And he's talking to another person that had been walking around and he starts to take out this piece of paper and he's drawing these things on it. And so I look at my, our our guide for the day and I say, can you help with this? I took a picture at the tea house of the, you know, the kanji, the Japanese writing. And can you get this guy to create this for me? And again, this is probably not even 45 minutes after I had already said, that's what I'm bringing home. And she almost looked a little mortified, like, I don't know, you know, like, this is very uncommon. And she said, but I'll do it. And she speaks Japanese back and forth. And they finally are like nodding and he he goes to ask me for my phone and the picture on it. And he starts to do it on this little teeny piece of paper. And the, the guide says, no, 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 we need a little bit bigger piece of paper. So goes back into this room, this guy, and comes back out with, you know, a fairly large piece of paper and starts to create this saying on the paper that every day is a good day. And at the end, you know, he puts his, the uh, wax with the red, it's red wax and it has like these little symbols on it. And one of them is actually his signature. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm mind blown. I'm like, God, I love how this works, how manifestation works. You don't ask for the how it's going to happen. You just know that you need it. You know that you want to bring it back. You know that there was a big why. The why was I wanted to bring back what was the most impactful for me on this trip. And it was just so relevant. This, you know, every day is a good day, especially because. Um, Many of you know, I've had so many different relaunches that have happened over the last few years that I'm like, every day is a good day. (laughs) Gosh, darn it. It is a good day. So it was wonderful. I get this. The woman um, who is the guide looks at me and says, you're not going to believe, but this is one of the, of Japan's top calligraphy artists. He happens to be here only today. He's giving back. I had said, can I give him any money? And I didn't know at the time he was this master, but she's like, no, 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 this is his gift to you. So as I, you know, got this and I looked at it and it's incredible and it's in the frame shop right now, um, you know, being, being masterfully framed, it brought me back to the epilogue of Ikigai and this whole idea that when you put out to the universe, when you put out your goal setting, when you put out what you're ultimately going for, keeping Ikigai in its place so that you're constantly remembering it. And in the epilogue, and I have it in front of me, it says that there are 10 ways to incorporate Ikigai into your life. And the first is stay active don't retire. And in fact, in uh, Japanese, they don't even have the word for retire. Number two is that they say, take it slow. Being in a hurry is inversely proportional to quality of life. How many of us are so busy being busy that we miss, we miss being present with our family, with our loved ones. And it says, walk slowly and you'll go far. When we leave urgency behind, life and time take on a new meaning. 
The third one, I love this one. It says, don't fill your stomach. I almost feel like it's a fortune cookie, right? Don't fill your stomach. Less is more when it comes to eating for long life. And what they do, what they do in Okinawa is they eat to 80% capacity. It's their 80% rule in order to stay healthier longer. So why do they do that? Because they feel like when they're stuffed, which by the way, I'm the worst person to be talking about this after having my niece Olivia visit me this weekend. And all we did was just eat our way through Boulder. But I want you to be thinking that this gives you that, that piece that you're not stuffing your face, that you're, you can start to identify like, this is when I'm 80% of my way there. I'm not stuffed. I'm adequately fulfilled right? And that whole business about, you know, clean your plate, be in the clean plate club, please. That's the most ridiculous thing. Uh, surround yourself with good friends. This one I mentioned, you know, this is like medicine for the soul, right? There's so much good. Um, I'm going to share with you. Uh, we have a relaunch retreat coming up just for this purpose, fueling yourself, being connected, you know, entrepreneurship is the loneliest job out there, right? And this way, giving people the ability to connect, to have that bond again. Number number five is get in shape for your next birthday. Water moves as it at, at its best when it flows fresh and doesn't stagnate. Remember, 70% of our body is water. Have you ever thought of it like this? Exercise releases hormones that make us feel happy. So how many days are you getting out there and moving, moving your body? Six, smile. A cheerful attitude is not only relaxing, it also helps make friends. It's good to recognize the things that aren't so great, but we should never forget what a privilege it is to be here. And here is the thing, there's always possibility. There is always possibility. And when I think about um, mirroring neurons in the head, and there's a study with monkeys cracking um, peanuts and how it lights up certain parts of their brain, the excitement of like, oh, this is going to be such a good peanut. Well, if another monkey is watching, it actually, even though that monkey's not doing the actual cracking of the peanut, it lights up their brain as well. So when you smile, whether it's in the mirror to yourself, whether it is to another person, whether you are just driving along, walking along, and you throw up a smile in your on your face, throw up is not exactly the best word for that, but when you smile, it will literally mirror back to you through somebody else. And that's such a great, great part. Uh, it's number seven, reconnect with nature. Most people live in you know, cities or they are so busy in their offices that they don't get out. And when I learned in Japan that they really believe one of their, you know, especially uh, in Buddhism and um, a couple of the other religions, that they believe that nature everything is alive every which it is everything's energy everything has a vibration to it so how are you connecting with nature and i always love when i go down i grew up in la and loved going to the beach and it was the second i hit my my toes 
to the sand and then touch the water. And so wherever I am, even if the water is freezing, I try to do this where I get my feet in the sand and I walk into the water and it's just like, yeah, it's my connection. Number eight is give thanks to everything, to the ancestors that came before you, to nature, which provides you with, you know, the air you breathe, the food you eat, the friends. And here's the best part. Again, if you start small, right, you just start with, you know, this makes me happy. This is just like, I, I really love this because when you start to acknowledge that, then you, because your brain is wired this way, when you start to say, Hey, that's really good. I like that. Your brain is going to do everything it can to show you more of that. The subconscious goes to work like, Oh, that was really good. And the more you do it, then you create new neural pathways for more of that, more of that. They say one of the best things that you can do when you are goal setting is actually share your progress because it's literally giving you the neurochemical like injection, like boom, it gives you that like, wow, this is so good. Like, congratulations. I I, still, I tell the story all the time that I was at Oracle and I had a bottle, a, a client gave me a bottle of Dom, Dom Perignon. And I said, oh, I'm gonna drink this when I hit and I put a revenue goal on it. And then my team hit it and I'm like, oh, we can do even better. We're gonna next, next month, we're gonna do this. And I finally ended up leaving almost, you know, after 10 years and my gosh, that bottle had never been drank. And so I really want you to be thinking about, you know, do you have one of those bottles up there? How can you show this gratitude for every single thing? And again, it doesn't, some people have a real issue with like, you know, saying I'm grateful for, I'm great. Just, Hey, I'm happy about this. This actually, this is pretty cool. Like right now it's sunny today. We had a big home football game. Um, not even a football game. It was a scrimmage, but it was on, um, was on TV and we have a new coach, Coach Prime, and he's all a rave and we have like this, it's truly like a massive amount of energy here in the Boulder area. Like it, last year we couldn't win a game and now we, you know, are supposedly going to be really, really great. And on Saturday at the spring game, it was snowing. I mean, it was freezing. It was so cold. And yet I had my niece and we were, you know, skipping through the roads, you know, we did, you know, well, the snow was around us and we're, and we made the most of it. And even when we were cold, we were like, yeah, but this is so cool being together. Here we are doing all these crazy things. It was just so much fun. And I just kept giving thanks. Like this is so important to acknowledge the presence, right? Being present. And that ties nicely into number nine, live in the moment. Stop regretting the past. People spend way too much thinking about the past, things you can't change. Instead, what's the lesson? I always say, what's the lesson that you had to learn from some of the past experiences that you can't get out of your head? Because if you can do a relaunch flip with that and make the most of everything, then you can truly move into the future. And then number 10, follow your ikigai. There is passion inside you, a unique talent that gives meaning to your days and drives you to share the best of yourself. Ah, 
So good. So again, one, stay active. Don't retire. Two, take it slow. Three, don't fill your stomach. Four, surround yourself with good friends. Five, get in shape for your next birthday. Six, smile and smile often. Seven, reconnect with nature. Eight, give thanks. Nine, live in the moment. Ten, follow your ikigai. And here's what I wanted to wrap up with the manifestation. When you are following the, you're, you're going for everything around finding that purpose and living your life in this way so that you can be aware and have an understanding that things are changing in your life just by you focusing on them. That's when things ultimately start to manifest and they manifest like it happened to me in Japan. I mean, it manifested in like 45 minutes, like boom, it just happened. Now, I also said it has to happen in the next three days. So I needed it to happen rather quickly, but try it, try it on a small, a small scale and then start building up. What are you going for? What's your why behind it? And as we end today, I mentioned that it's getting with people and it's really getting fuel from others, others that are not just like minded people, but like energy. And so if you're thinking right now that you need something that will be an infusion of getting you from where you are and whether you're stuck or whether you're feeling overwhelmed, underwhelmed, you need to jumpstart yourself. You need to say, this is relaunch now, then please go check out the relaunch retreat, the relaunch retreat.com www.therelaunchretreat.com. It's in um, May. It's going to be an incredible event here in Boulder. And give yourself that gift. Give yourself the gift of Ikigai. And as I always say, I say live now, love now, relaunch now. It's up to you. You have the ability. You have the ability to, at this point, Put Ikigai into your life. Give yourself a reason for being and identify the purpose in life. So if you've enjoyed hearing this, please go ahead and subscribe so you get more content like this. And we will see you hopefully here in Boulder. You guys enjoy your day. See you next week. You've just heard another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.